You're a bunch of yahoos. Welcome. You are listening to Hello Thoughts with Jack and Matt. You're listening to Hello Thoughts, episode number 23. 23. Let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about, Matt. Mainly because I want to talk about the metaverse and this whole Mark Zuckerberg taking over the world. There's there's like three people that are taking over the world right now, basically, right? Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk. Can you can you say Actually, that Jeff Bezos, not Bezos? Bezos? Mm, you, I think it's Bezos. It's Bezos. Mm, you're going to have to ask him. <laughs> okay. I'll yeah, let me a, call him. I'll put it. Yeah, I'll put a column in tomorrow. But um, those are the three people that are trying to take over the world. And actually, um, I have to argue that Elon Musk is actually not trying to take over the world. He's trying to take us out of the world. Yeah, he's trying to take. Mm, he's so trying to conquer Mars. There. Yeah, exactly. Also, there could be a an explanation for Mark Zuckerberg um, not trying to take over the world. He's trying to take over the metaverse or our minds or he's creating a new world yeah they they the three of them got together for some coffee and they kind of decided to split off you know split up uh and take over different things you know so like you think they got got together for coffee or do you think it was tea Ooh, i i it's coffee i'd say you know yeah yeah and bezos got the straw that you know gave him the world elon Mm -hmm. got mars and then mark zuckerberg got virtual reality so yeah, do you I mean, think they like fought over like the the Earth, the outer space, and the and like the virtual world? I think so. Those were the those were the three. Yeah, they just kind of like played rock paper scissors to see like you know what person got what. No, they definitely drew straws. Okay, before we get into the metaverse, do you have like what are your thoughts about going to Mars? I mean, you have, I, you have I, I see the reasoning behind it of like, it's kind of a good backup plan, you know, because of how bad Earth is decaying and all that. But I feel like our focus should be on fixing the Earth and healing it as opposed to kind of abandoning it in a sense. Like, I right. do think, out, you know, outer space exploration is important. And why, all can't, that, but... why can't, I'm going to challenge you here. Why can't both of them live together Por why does it have dose. to be one or the other well it doesn't yeah. but that's just the way it's going so you think that we're just gonna be wally up in the up in here and you know there's just garbage everywhere and we have robots cleaning up the garbage meanwhile earth is inhabitable so we all have to jump on a spaceship while we're walking around uh, or, or uh, sitting around in our chairs that are you know doing our activities and we're looking at screens the whole time while that was we a really Mars. deep movie when you think about it right like I remember watching it, really it as a kid, was, dude. not really thinking much of it, other than like, oh, oh it's good a good robot, yeah. cleaning garbage. And then, like you actually look at the premise, and you're like, damn, that's some deep stuff going on there. Yeah, I I've been thinking about it a lot recently, especially with you know launching as many rockets as we are up in the up in the space. I think it's gonna get to a point, and you can mark my words on this. Today is uh, December seventh, twenty twenty one. I believe my grandkids will tell me one day, hey, Grandpa, see ya, we're going to spring break at Mars. You know, like Mm -hmm. we're going to, like it's going to be, you know, just like flight travel, plane travel has become so popular and, you know, nonchalant and just commonplace 
common practice. That's what it's going to be like for our grandkids to strap themselves to a flying candlestick. And you'll be like, kids these days have it so good. I just had to settle for Daytona Beach for my spring break. Right, right. Kids, you know, back in my day, we had to fly. We had to fly to 30,000 feet for three hours. Now you guys just teleport there and you can get to a different planet within two days. I, I think the, the crazy part, too, is is actually refining the whole process to get to Mars because there there's talks about putting like a, a base on the moon and that ha- having that be like a because um, because the most the most inefficient way is launching a rocket from the most inefficient way to get to Mars is from my understanding, from my, uh, you know, little pea brain understanding of this it and when you think about it, it makes sense though the most inefficient way to get to mars is by launching a rocket and having it direct having it go directly to mars what they're trying to do i guess uh from what i understand is launching a rocket from earth to get to the moon and then from the moon it's, it doesn't take much energy to get from the moon to mars or it takes less energy to get from the moon to mars than it does to get from the earth to uh the moon because of you know this thing called gravity and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so basically you just have to refine the process of getting from earth to the moon and it kind of seems like elon's got that covered right now it just needs to kind of you know they got to get a few more repetitions in before i can strap myself to one of those you know what i mean oh definitely i mean i feel like we should put up base on the moon before we uh worry about you know going to mars at the moment honestly i don't know why i don't know man the dark side of the moon have we have we explored that yet i mean uh well apollo whatever went to the dark side of the moon didn't they apollo 13 the movie um i'm well yes it's a movie but (laughs) they made it after a real thing a real life situation yeah but that was all covered up it's all fake yeah, that's so. That's what I was going to get into. Is it's very surprising that we have not gone back to the moon, right? So, in my conspiracy theory, you know, if I put on my conspiracy theory cap, I believe it's more and more evident that that was uh, faked, right? I don't know. I feel like they kind of just were like. You know, you know the scene from Madagascar when the penguins finally make it to Antarctica after like stealing a whole ship and everything. Right. And they and finally like, got oh, there. This isn't like, that cracked up to be. And they're like, well, this sucks. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like happened. It was like we got to the moon. And it was like, nice. It's like, well, yeah. what is there to do up there? <laughs> nothing. There's just nothing but rocks. And it's like, uh, okay. So I feel like we kind of went full Madagascar on the moon. And now we're trying to, you know, go to Mars to see the hype around it, I guess. That's quite the hot take. Yeah, we, we went to we went to the moon, realized that nothing good was there. So we're like, ah, on to the next planet. What's the next closest? <laughs> we're like, Mars. All right, let's go there and figure that out. There's no Mickey D's up here. Yeah, I'm out. Right, dude. It's going to be interesting. The first like the first like living being from Earth that like originated from Earth. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like born on mars like whether it's a human or a you know livestock or something like that like the first cow that's born on mars bro that's some space beef i don't think you can call that ground beef anymore i think you have to call it floating beef right well but if they're on mars then it would be mars beef 
or oh Mars patties, Mars bars, Mars bars, Mars bars. That's a candy, right? I think so. Yeah, Mars or bars. Mars. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. It's something out there. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty weird to think like how, you know, like when you think about like all throughout human history and then in like the last what a hundred years, how far we progressed as like a society with technology and everything. And like seeing, oh, yeah. you know, within the next 10, 20 years where we're going to be, it's, I don't know, just kind of a uh, mind boggling. Yeah. If you to think about you, when the, like the progression of everything. Yeah. yeah it if just you, speeds like, up. Like if you looked at it on a chart, we'd be literally off the charts, just going vertical exponential, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like it feels like not much happened from, you know, the beginning of Sticks time. And stones like, and then. Yeah. Yeah. We started off with, uh, you know, cavemen discovering fire and uh, we were using spears to take down, you know, some some of these wild uh, animals to eat. Now we're, you know, throwing up in the air unmanned drones and striking down innocent civilians. Oof. Too far? Crazy how that works. I mean, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of crazy, though, that you can, like, take off a you know like an aircraft can take off in the physical world from a runway somewhere and someone's controlling it like on the ground you know in their bedroom uh, basically yeah it's it's, kind of kind of nuts how you can control that and what the technology has progressed to from you know uh the first flight at kitty hawk where they basically tied sticks together and put some canvas over it well, you know what I always think is really fascinating is like watching movies from the 80s, 90s and back, you know, back in the day. And when it's like a premise like about a, about the future and what they what their perceptions of the future. Like back to the future. Yeah, back. Exactly. It, like it wasn't back it was to like, one. Yeah, it wasn't one of the dates in Back to the Future, like 2020 or 2021 yeah. or something like or 2021. But like there was a flying car and everything like that. And it's like, OK, we're right. not quite there yet. But <clears throat> right it's you know is that because of efficiency though and money like i feel like if we if you know we put if we locked like 10 engineers in a room and told them that they couldn't come out until they you know made the first flying car i bet you like they'd do it pretty quickly i is it is it because of money and and just efficiency with business that we don't have flying cars yet or is it lack of knowledge i i don't i wouldn't say it's lack of knowledge because i really do think we could probably make you know something like that i think it's just the headache that comes with it because then you have to think about okay well how do like how do you train people to go about flying these cars and what are the laws of flying because can you fly over a residential neighborhood what heights like all that i just feel like would be such a pain to think about that right. it doesn't really make sense at the moment, you know. No, it's interesting. I think a big thing that I didn't think about when I was saying that question to you that you just said was laws. I bet you that the a big reason of it is is because the because government. Well, well, think about it too. I mean, you got little Timmy taking a bath, and some person's driving out of control and crashes into the second story. Right, you know, bathroom and little Timmy's gone now because. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like there, there, there definitely has. 
put them there definitely has to be structure around it you know you can't just like take off from your house and go in a straight line to new orleans you know like that's not it it just has to be more efficient and faster than than car travel which i think it will be if we do get to this point because you have another dimension uh, of verticality um you know to it you can't you don't just go from back forth side to side you know so instead of like a 16 lane highway like we do right now taking up a majority of you know uh a land mass you can have 20 lanes vertically with three lanes in each you know in each uh path or whatever so you can have theoretically a lot more cars moving and stuff but it would have to get to the point where one it was efficient enough and like the government laid out rules and stuff like that but two it would have to get to the point where you know granny can press a button and uh you know fly from her house to you know her uh her dominoes game because uh you know, people are already bad enough drivers at it as it is. I can't imagine people flying, um, you know, and manually piloting them. I think it has to be more of like an automated system type of deal. No, I feel like, yeah, definitely. That'll be the next step after, you know, Tesla perfects being able to not have to worry about driving anywhere. That is kind of crazy. I really want a Tesla. Lindsay told me, Lindsay uh, asked me a couple of days ago if we could uh, buy a Tesla. And I'm half, like, I'm halfway thinking about it, to be honest with you. You I'm, should. I'm, Don't think, just do. Right. The problem is, is even the, so they made the Tesla Model 3 to try and be affordable for people. But because of supply chain issues and COVID and yada, 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 the prices have gone up. So it's not even like it's well, back to not affordable now is literally basically. the worst time to buy a car especially right. tesla with the chip shortage and all that i mean right maybe wait a a year or two and, and yeah then, uh, i need circle back I need, on get that. My, I need to get myself a little truck first and then get the business going and then buy nice cars but I've, i i'm definitely one that like i i can see the allure and shininess of like a Lambo, but I don't necessarily want one for myself. I, I feel like it's just impractical, right? Like for me, my sports cars, I think are going to be more so like electric vehicles or like super, super old classic vehicles that really hold their value or something like that. But I'm more interested in like being, a, I've, I've said this, I've said this to you before and I've said this multiple times to other people. I want to be able to be driving down the highway and eat my Chipotle burrito with two hands. That's all I want. I mean, you could technically do that now, just not very safe. <clears throat> well, you would have to drive with your knees and, yeah, not very safely. Like, you're not going to be able to, you know, change Well, that's lanes. what a co-pilot's for, Jack. You have your you have uh, your girlfriend change lanes for you while you're eating Chipotle? I remember I would do that for Luke. We would, like, be driving somewhere, and he would just be wanting to smack. Literally, he would have a Chipotle bowl, and he would just tell me to grab the wheel, and I would have to steer driving like while he's eating chipotle yeah it was i mean it's, yeah, i mean at that point you might as well uh just just, just buy a tesla <laughs> well no just sit in the driver's seat but yeah at that point drive it uh, you know buy a tesla because you can do that yeah. i really want a tesla man and the new ones that uh came out the plaid the good thing goes zero to 60 and like faster than you can say zero to 60 it's crazy dude. yeah you're gonna race some people or i mean no it's not what i want it but I, the, I'm telling you, the only reason I want a Tesla is so I can do stuff with Chipotle. two hands while yeah. I'm 
You Mainly just want to be able to Chipotle. eat food while you drive. I, I, no, no judgment here, Jack. Yeah, I feel that. So have you heard anything about this metaverse situation or have you researched it at all about Mark, Mark Zuckerberg or uh, where, do, where do you stand on this? Yeah, uh, you can. Uh, I, I've heard a little bit about it. Basically, it's kind of just like a vir- virtual reality like world, essentially, right? Is what yeah. they're trying to create. Yeah. So he did like a whole keynote speech thing about it. Um, I think Facebook does one like every year, but um, this year they kind of more so focused on metaverse and um, changing the name to meta and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But meta is basically the company, and then the metaverse is, you know, they're creating this they're creating these programs that allow people to create virtual worlds and add on to it. And like, he goes through this whole, the, the video, the keynote speech is like an hour and 15 minutes long or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he kind of goes through this whole like situational thing where it's like, Oh yeah. You know, you can meet up with your friend at a concert who's halfway across the world and have it feel like you're actually there together in real life, enjoy those same experiences together. And then, you know, you just take your goggles off basically and you're in your bedroom, even though you were just in like, you know, Taiwan or something like that. So he goes through, they actually go through like this whole, you know, this whole analogy of it being, um, I don't know, just as, as feeling as real as, you know, real world is, which is kind of crazy. Do you think it'll ever actually get to a point that the virtual world feels like the real world? I mean, I feel like it'll definitely get close to that extent, at least within, you know, the the future or the near future, I should say. But that whole concept kind of scares me because it's like you think about it, right? And it's like everything's cool in moderation. But don't you think to an extent it's going to get to the point where people would rather be in this virtual reality and not so much like care to be in the real world. I mean, even now I feel like, you know, to an extent people would rather be sitting at home on the internet, playing video games, whatever, than actually going outside and doing things, interacting with people face to face. Right. Like it's going to get to the point where people are, I don't want to say like, they're more comfortable online. It already is like that. Look at these keyboard warriors that are, you know, commenting, uh, you know, whatever it is on, on YouTube because they don't have to, you know, go face to face with someone like that. Um, You know, there's going to, there definitely is going to be like more confrontation. I feel like when something like this happens, because you can just say whatever you want and you're not going to get punched in the face. (laughs) You know, like nothing physically is going to harm you because you're going to be sitting in your bed with goggles on at the end of the day, Um, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be weird to see if this actually, um, you know, takes off and goes anywhere apparently they're saying they're saying like you should be able to sell real estate and buy real estate within the metaverse and um like you can you know create your own house or there might be like instead of you hiring a builder like you would in real life to build you a house you'll hire like a a home builder in the metaverse so it's basically just a computer coder uh you know that is able to to throw everything together for you which is kind of cool in some aspects one i know that sounds weird right on you know surface level when you say it but 
Two, if you think about it, imagine how many times you've bought like a piece of furniture or like you've come home with something from the store, like a piece of decoration or something for your house and you put it in your house and you're like, nah, I don't think that really belongs there. I don't really like it. And then you, you know, waste your time going to return it and stuff like that. Mm. Imagine just being able to like literally with the click of a button, you know, be able to like, oh, I don't like that plant there in the corner. I'm going to move it to this corner. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Hey, I don't like the color of these walls. Boom. Let's change it real quick. Instead of having to, you know, mask off the the baseboards and the doors and get the paint out, prime the walls, you know, like all of that stuff. Like it's still not going to be a physical room, obviously, that you can um, that you can sit in, but you'll be able to kind of um, I don't know, scratch the itch of your imagination or creativity that way, I guess. Well, yeah, but, and I feel like what you, to kind of the way you're describing it is you're able to fulfill a need or like a desire or want to be able to, you know, interior design, for instance, right? Without, you know, the pain and the hassle of doing everything. But then there's like, I feel like a balance there where it's, you have to be able to balance doing it as like a hobby or whatnot and not having it dictate and dominate your reality. And like, yeah. That was a big thing that my, I I mean, I was kind of conscious of it too growing up, but like what my parents stressed about a lot too, and even what I saw on YouTubers and stuff like that is like these, you know, if, if games or video games, you know, got in the way of like family time or mm. schoolwork or things of that nature, you know, that are higher priority than, um, than, you know, actually you know, doing that, then that's when it becomes, you know, a negative thing rather than a positive, well, productive, up- uplifting thing. And and that's what I feel like is like, because the technology is so rat- rapidly advancing that I feel like a big problem that, I mean, parents are seeing nowadays, but it's definitely going to be more relevant as we get older is how parents are able to kind of separate their kids from the internet you know, technology or like, I guess like help them balance out their life in that sense, you know, of not solely relying or solely living off the internet, but also being able to go out experience, you know, real life to an extent. Yeah. Cause I do think like there's benefits to both. And I feel like, I feel like we were kind of lucky in the sense that we grew up, I feel like right before social media and yeah, the internet became well, center I, stage. We, we we know what life is like, and we can kind of remember what life is like when we had, you know, like big clunky TVs and no internet in the house. Yeah, or like one computer that was like the family computer. You know, not a computer that's your own personal computer in your pocket. Yeah, no, absolutely, and but that's what I'm saying is, kind of like how do you your kids have all this ability in front of them? How do you limit them? Or like help balance. Yeah. What 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 is yeah what is a happy medium of everything? Mm -hmm. Because you don't necessarily want to limit them because then they don't get the experiences that they might you know benefit from in the future. But like, imagine if your parents didn't let you use a computer. Now all of a sudden you graduated college and you have to go into the workforce during COVID. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to work from home on the computer. Like that's that's 
not a benefit to you that, you know, you, your parents not exposing you to the computer was more harmful to you than helpful, really. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a fine balance of like, Hey, how much do, uh, you know, do I, how often do I let my kid do this stuff? And I guess what are they doing while they're on there too? Is it, is the, are the tasks or, you know, things that they're doing, you know, in VR, in this metaverse, in this virtual world, whatever you want to call it, are they productive to, you know, maybe something that they can use or um, do in the future? Or is it, you know, harmful and it's just basically wasting time when it's taken away from, you know, physical real life things it's going to be interesting to see because i see you know like little kids now running around with iphones i'm like bro i didn't even get a texting slide phone until i was probably 13 14 like i couldn't imagine walking around with more technology than you know they than nasa used to put a man on the moon allegedly um you know in my pocket Cause that's what these kids are running around with. And you know, with these iPhones now at like six, four, five, six, seven years old, you know, they're able to just whip this thing out and have access to the full range of the internet. And you know, five-year-olds are buying Bitcoin with their parents' money and credit cards. Well, I feel like that's like the biggest disconnect right now is that you have kids that are growing up fully immersed in it. And then you have, the parents who don't really know a lot about it. Right. So they don't know like how to moderate the kids or how to like make sure that the kids aren't, you know, doing things or seeing things that they shouldn't be. And I feel like that's something that with time will hopefully get better, but with, yeah, I feel like it's a big issue better, right but, now, you know? Oh yeah. Now that, now that you mentioned that the first thing that came to my mind is what we were just talking about with like the graph of, um, you know, if you graphed technology and technological advancements over, you know, the course of time, we'd be in basically a, a vertical trend, right? Um, I think I think technology is advancing so quickly that, you, you know, but back in 1800, if you had a new gun come out or a new gunpowder or something like that, new bullet, like you, you know, they they would it would take a while for them to refine the process of making the bullets and, you know, stuff like that. So like you could pass that knowledge on to your kids and things like that, like you're saying, but because technology is advancing so quickly and it's just this huge upward trend of advancements, it's, you know, kind of funny, kind of interesting, but also kind of sad to see like, you know, 50, 60, 70 year olds don't have the same technological capabilities that basically run our day-to-day lives at, 20 years old it's pretty crazy when you think about it like the disconnect there but it's always going to be a disconnect so long as technology is advancing that quickly right yeah i guess it just depends on how rapid things change because like the internet that whole concept like really exploded into the mainstream you know only within the past like 20 something years 30 like I guess to an extent, probably like 30 years, whatever, but like the reliance on it that I feel like a lot of people weren't expecting it to really take over as much as it did. And so like, that's why there's like issues with people, you know, definitely in the older demographics being like, whoa, I did not, you know, understand. I don't know how to use how that. Yeah. I don't know how to use, you know, a smartphone or something like that. 
Whereas like growing up now, I feel like that's kind of the, the main, like that's, you grow up and you know how to use a smartphone, you know how to, you know, use a computer, you know, all these different things as well as like how to access information too. Whereas like, you don't have to read a newspaper, you can get, you know, information. Yeah. A lot you don't easier. have to, you don't have to subscribe to a newspaper and have the 12 year old kid riding his bike come around every morning and throw you the information that you were going to consume for that day. Mm-hmm. Just readily available. You yeah. have, uh, you have kids riding their bikes 24 seven that you have access to in your pocket, which is good and bad. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm indifferent about it because I like technology. I want to embrace technology, but at the same time, it is good to, you know, go away into the mountains of Montana, you know, for a week or two and completely disconnect. So, mm-hmm. so I guess, are we doomed as a society with the metaverse and everything? Honestly, it's it's kind of one of those things that whenever I think about it, it always ends up getting me kind of spooked. So it's one of those things that I kind of just try to avoid thinking about. Like, don't worry about. Yeah. But then yeah, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be like a zoomer. Instead of a boomer, you're gonna be a zoomer, and that's what our kids are gonna call us. You know, when uh, as like a negative connotation, Grandpa, you're such a zoomer. You don't even know how to log into the metaverse and go to a virtual concert. But I don't know. I guess time will tell, man. You got to uh, view it as that's that's our future self problem. You know, we don't need to stress yeah, about wor- it now. <laughs> worry about that when we get there type of yeah. deal. Right. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right. Well, listeners, let us know what you think about the metaverse or if you have any other questions about it. If you haven't, I actually would encourage you to go on YouTube and just type in metaverse keynote by Mark Zuckerberg or something like that. And it's like an hour. It's a little over an hour of... Uh, you know, the full in-depth thing of uh, the metaverse and everything like that. So it's quite interesting. I would give it a watch. I'd recommend giving it a watch at least. Um, so if you like this episode, um, let us know. Uh, email us at, wait, what's the email again? Hello, thoughts. Jack and Matt. Jack and Matt at gmail.com. And then what's our Instagram? Hello, thoughts, Jack and Matt. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> fun stuff. <laughs> All of it will be linked in the description. So if you're looking to contact us in any way, uh, go down there and uh, let us know. So send this to your, send this episode to your mom. Send this to your grandma. I know they're gonna like it. And uh, anything else to close us out here, Matt? Can't say that I have any thoughts on at the moment, other than uh, you don't have any thoughts. There's just mindless. There's just nothing. This in conversation here. just drained me. I'm uh, hungry. There's nothing in your it's head. Just a bad now. combo, you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's all mush right now. <laughs> we already knew you weren't that smart anyway. So. Oh, yeah. All right. See you guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Hello Thoughts with Jack and Matt.